0: Hello, this is your host, Dana Schaefer. Welcome to the Shadow Society, where I will share creepy, true stories. We meet each week right here, and if you have a true story you'd like to share about ghosts, cryptids, demons, head-scratchers, time-slips, stalkers, close calls, intruders, and more, if it's creepy and it happened to you, we want to hear it. And it might just be included in one of the next meetings of the Shadow Society. Send them to shadowsocietypodcast at gmail.com or check the links in the description. Now on to the stories. Dim the lights, light a candle, and remember, don't let the shadows in. Last night, I paid my parents a visit. We were talking about Halloween, and the conversation went to ghosts. My mom brought up that my younger sister has always been able to see ghosts. Several years ago, my sister took her new puppy on a walk. We live in a rural area, so she walked by the road, and where there is nothing but fields, and a small cemetery with about 20 headstones at the most. My sister said that she was walking by the cemetery, which is only half a mile away from my mom's house, when she saw a little boy. The little boy was excitedly looking at the puppy. My sister was startled because she knew the boy. He went to school with my sister many years ago, but he had passed away when he was about seven or eight years old. My sister said that the little boy saw her looking at him. He crouched down to hide and then vanished. This story reminded me that I might have seen a ghost as well when I was a kid. I was riding on the school bus when I was probably ten, and we were going by fields in a different remote cemetery with only three headstones when I saw a little old lady. I didn't see a car, so I thought at the time that she walked there. But now that I remember, I think it's absurd that she would walk there, since the cemetery was in a remote area. So the first encounter with this spirit, I think that's what it is, was about two to three years ago. I can't really remember exactly, because I tried to forget it at the time thinking it was just a trick of the light. I was woken up about one in the morning by a creaking noise at the end of my bed and looked to see a silhouette of a head with two glowing circles for eyes. As my eyes focused, it disappeared. I slept on a high-up bed, so it had to be a really tall to poke its head over the end, or it was standing on one of the bars. I tried to forget that this ever happened at the time. However, that all went out the window when I saw it again a few weeks later. I was asleep, and like last time, I was woken up by a creaking sound and saw it again. But this time in more detail. It had a gaunt man's face with what looked like leathery brown skin in the orange light of my new clock. It also had drooping, tired-looking eyes with two glowing pupils. I couldn't see the rest of the eyeball. Just the pupils. I only saw it for like four or five seconds max each time, so I don't really remember all the details. But if you know anything about this, please tell me, because I can hardly sleep, and I'm so scared of going into my room. This happened maybe a month ago. It was a Friday, and I woke up at 6 a.m. for whatever reason. Usually, my grandma is awake at that time and goes to the bathroom. So, I'm on my phone for maybe 30 minutes, and right in front of my bedroom door, I hear my mom and grandma talk about something. And my mom rumbles with her keys and bag and says, Okay, mom, I'm going to work. She unlocks the door, closes it pretty loud, and locks it. My grandma goes into the bathroom, and all there is for the next 20 to 30 minutes is silence. So, I get up because I'm hungry. My mom is in her pajamas making herself breakfast. When I tell you my heart dropped, I never felt more scared in my life. So I tell them what happened, and they both told me I was crazy, and that my mom wasn't even awake at that time. I was thinking that maybe I was hallucinating, but no, everything was loud and clear. All the specific noises and footsteps, their talking, Even my bedroom door kind of shook when she closed the main door, so I really don't have an explanation for what happened. When I was five, my parents took me and my older sister to a ghost town in Arizona. The area is chock full of abandoned sites. I was too young to remember this, but my mom and dad swear by it. This particular ghost town was a Wild West type of deal, and most of it was very spread out. There weren't a lot of tourists, so my parents decided to just drive around and see what we could find. At one point, we came across this graveyard. We walked over to investigate this seemingly random graveyard and to find a sign with information about it. It's important to note that this sign is pretty tall, a lot taller than I was at the time, and also I couldn't read well yet. There's no way I could read this thing. So my parents stop to look at the info, and me and my sister wander around and play a little. At one point, I'm walking around while playing some random imaginary game, and I look totally fine. When all of a sudden, I came to a full stop. I look down at one of the graves. My mom, who's been watching us play, calls out and asks if I'm okay. I don't reply. So mom walks over to me and pats my shoulder to try to get my attention. She once again asks if I'm okay. Then I frowned a little bit and looked up at my mom, and then I looked back down. Oh, I'm okay. It's just, this little girl is so sad. Mom's heart skips a beat, but she's not too freaked out. She just asks what I mean. She's just so, so sad, I say. Mom sprints over to my dad and tells him about this. My dad thinks I'm just playing some games or whatever, but out of curiosity, he goes to read whose grave it was. I don't remember the name, but it belonged to, surprise, a little girl. Supposedly, this girl had died from a sickness, which was ultimately why the town was abandoned. And just weeks before her death, her mom and two siblings had died from the same thing. So yeah, I was as psychic as a kid. I spent the night at my cousin's house when I was still in high school. She had mentioned before that her house was haunted, but I'd never experienced anything out of the ordinary there, so I didn't think much about it. I ended up staying in her little boy's room because it was a small house, and it was either sleep in his bed or on the couch. Later that night, after everyone had gone to bed, I got a call letting me know that a friend had lost his battle with cancer. He was only 18 far too young to die. As you can imagine, I stayed awake for quite a while because I was upset. Eventually, at around 1.30 or 2 a.m., I decided that I needed to try to get some sleep. So I was trying to calm myself by singing quietly. The house was quiet, and I was just beginning to relax when I heard a young boy's voice clearly say, It's okay. It's okay. It's time to go to sleep now. I froze. It was not my cousin's son. He was sleeping in her bed, and the voice didn't sound like his at all. There was enough light to see that I was completely alone in the room. I answered the voice, okay, not knowing what else to do. Then I moved to the couch in the living room. I didn't fall asleep until early morning, just waiting for something creepy to happen which thankfully didn't. After I told my cousin what happened, I told her that I would never spend the night at her house again. And I never did. I'm from Brazil. When I was around 10 years old, I went with my dad to his farm. I spent vacations there as a child. I don't have very good memories of my childhood. I hated school. Everything was so bad that I erased almost everything from my mind, but thus, it's printed like a video of 24 hours. I got there at night, and as soon as we got there, my mom called, and I knew it was because I got some bad grades and almost failed school. My dad was talking to her, then he told me to go close the main door. As soon as I got to it, I saw a humanoid figure, totally translucent. Only its outline was visible, and behind it, six floating light balls, alternating between blue and red. It was very tall, but not distorted, exactly humanoid, perfect proportions, but I could see everything through it. The dogs at the farm were surrounding it and barking at it, and making angry noises. I was a very scared child, but that thing didn't scare me instantly. I got curious instead. I asked, Who are you? It stepped forward. I immediately started crying and ran back inside, calling my dad, telling him that there was someone there. He turned off the phone and without hesitation, went to a wardrobe and took a shotgun that he had hidden between some clothes. We got outside, but it had vanished. The dogs were still barking and surrounding a certain spot in front of the house, further away this time, but there was nothing there. It's a plain space with our house in the middle of it, there's nothing surrounding it, so there was nowhere for it to have disappeared to. After 30 seconds, the dogs just stopped and came back inside like nothing had happened. And my dad said I was seeing an optical illusion of the lights of the bus that brought students that arrived around that time. I still have no clue of what it was. Never had any similar thing happen after. But I remember that day perfectly. Next month, it's going to be ten years ago that this happened. About ten years ago now, I was in my senior year of high school. During mid-October, a friend and I decided to stay over at her house. It was on the edge of our small town where a few farms and a ranch are. Like usual, we went into the fields in the evening to play Ghost in the Dark with some other friends that live near the area. The basic rules of the game are that one person is the ghost and hides, while the others try to find them. When the ghost is found, the person who finds them is the next player to be it, and calls out, Ghost in the Dark. Then everyone tries to run to a designated home base without being tagged by the ghost. We played a few rounds, then noticed two kids, one slightly taller girl and a shorter boy that we had never seen before. They were both around ten years old or younger. They were watching us. We asked them if they would like to join us, and they just shook their heads and said no while still standing at the edge of the field. It was odd because it was pretty late at night for younger kids to be out. After another round or two of our game, we decided to part ways with the others and to go back to my friend's house. We didn't see the kids when we left and assumed they had gone home. Now, her dad was paranoid living on the edge of town and had security cameras set up facing the front door, garage, and backyard. It also kept us from sneaking out at night, knowing he could just check if we had left. We went upstairs and started to play some video games until about 1am, when she peeked out the window and said someone was on the driveway. I looked and saw one of the kids from earlier. It was the taller girl. I asked my friends if she lived near there, and she said she didn't know. I opened the window and called out to her, asking if she was lost or needed someone to walk her home. She just kept staring at the house. We then decided to go downstairs because she was at the end of the driveway and maybe she couldn't hear us. My friend's dad was still up working on something in his office and we told him about the little girl. He got up with us and went to go look out the front window, but no one was out there. He asked us if we were trying to scare him because Halloween was almost here. Then he went back to his office. We brushed it off thinking that she went home. A while later, her dad went to bed, and we were making some snacks to watch a movie downstairs. We heard a very quiet knock on the door. I almost didn't hear it at first until my friend asked about it. We tried to ignore it and watch our movie, but we heard it again, this time a bit louder. I started to get nervous, because it was the middle of the night, so we woke up her dad and told him. He thought we were trying to play a prank again. But to make us feel better, he showed us the security camera footage, and we saw the little girl standing on the driveway again. This time, he really believed us and called the police, saying there was a child out at night wandering the streets. She was just standing in the same place. It really freaked me out, and at that point, I just wanted to go home. We waited about an hour for the cops to show up and when they did, there was no sign of the little girl. They told us they hadn't had any report of a lost child or anything, so they told us that they would drive around to look for her. I wanted to go home, but I was too scared to leave by myself, because it was the middle of the night. In the morning, her dad was looking at the security footage of the previous night, so he could take a screenshot of the girl to take to the police station. We saw her walk up by herself and just stand at the edge of the driveway for 20 minutes at a time, then leave for a while and come back for about two or three hours. She was probably just a lost little kid, but we didn't see her or the boy again, and we still can't explain the knocking on the front door. It could have been the wind or maybe the little boy out of view of the camera. Her dad never told me if the police said anything about it, but that was the last time I stayed at her house. It was good to see you again tonight. As always, I hope you enjoyed these true stories and will join us again next week. If you did like it, please subscribe and share with your friends. Feel free to leave a review. Remember, we'd like to hear your stories, too. Also, come visit us on Facebook and Instagram. This concludes this week's meeting of the Shadow Society. Until next time, don't let the shadows in.